some just random person in the universe just showed up and Show up built, airport, yeah, built me a base and, that's so weird. and then left. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. What a nice person. They didn't shoot me. I was expecting them to shoot me because I didn't, I, you know, totally forgot this was a multiplayer You're like, game. I'm playing this to hide from other people. I know. Don't yeah. you understand? This you understand is like an in, is? almost infinitely large universe of like four <laughs> trillion <laughs> built and you come and hang out and build me a base. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll interact my, with somebody. My misanthropy is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, misanthropy. I can't even speak. I'm not sure. Um, hey, everybody! This is Jason M. And this is Jason K. And this is Context Free. So and we're back. We are back after uh, like a month of at least yeah. randomness randomness and craziness spring very extended spring break, <laughs> I would say. very extended spring drama break. scuba diving yeah i know uh so yeah. if you're listening thanks for sticking with us mm-hmm. and um we'll try to not we'll try to not miss what may because it's april yeah we'll try to not miss may we'll try to we'll try to get may done try to get may done uh but thank you for listening and hey if you know someone else who might like the show who likes listen to things about games, let them know about our show. Uh, always like to have more listeners or you know, find out that someone else got turned on to a different video game or different board game from our random banter. That's always a good thing. <laughs> I like hearing that. Uh, yeah. So what have, uh, what, what were, what were you doing? What was I doing? Yeah, why, why weren't we recording? I mean, I don't know. I, I had some work stuff kind of going on some work stuff changing jobs that sort of thing it's true um and i got uh it's been a week down uh scuba diving so hanging out by the pool drinking drinking caipirinha and uh, what is caipirinha caipirinha is a is a um what's funny because i was at hyper like a dutch no 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 so it was a so where i was was curacao which is a former dutch colony uh so there are a lot of dutch people there but it is still part of the Netherlands. Yeah, I mean, they're independent, right? They're semi They're a, right, but it's part of like the kingdom of the Netherlands. Right, yeah. right, right. They're like Canada. They're part of the Commonwealth. It's different than that, I think. No, I think it's different. They're really part of the. Yeah, kingdom. because Canada has its own military. <laughs> well, it's a it's a separate country. It's not well, like I, a Commonwealth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have not done that much research on the breakdown. Yeah. Of the country yeah but i was drinking caipirinha and and mostly i was drinking a beer um uh but mostly that and caipirinha which is a brazilian drink made from a rum uh which i will not attempt to pronounce um but yeah okay. it's like rum and sugar and or syrup and better than good. a mojito it's better than a mojito it's uh I'm not a fan of the mojito you want you don't like the sugar you don't like the mints you don't the like mint. Yeah? The mint. You're not a mint guy? Too much, yeah, too much mint. You like a little more savory? You want to... I don't know. A little just, celery in your... Yeah, just not my thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I drink... Uh, when I do drink, I, I'll drink like a rye drink or something. Uh, but but this is kind of, you know, by the ocean. You guys had a good time? It was pretty good. Yeah, we, we survived. Nobody got any major injuries. Nobody freaked out too badly underwater. None of us, you know, at our... A lot of sea turtles, I heard. A lot of sea turtles, a lot of squids and, and cool. fish. And I saw, uh, I saw two uh, yellowtail tuna, which are oh, cool. big and impressive. So, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. Uh, I've been playing some video games. A little it was bit a video of games. gameless week, I take it. Because uh, you don't have a Switch. 
I don't have a switch. Yeah. I, if you did, the, the, the one form of self-discipline I do have is not buying a switch. That is, <laughs> uh, you've managed. Well, you know, uh, I want one. I just don't need, I don't need another. Right. I mean, I would, I really want to play the, yeah, I really want to play the things on the switch, but I'm not doing it. Um, but what have you, what have you been playing in that time? You, you had like a long list. Um, I know I have not quite as long of a list of like board games, just things, just all the things. things. Uh, yeah. so video games has been a lot of the same usual suspects. I mean, we talked about dead cells. I was playing that up through, I guess around the week you guys were gone. So yeah. Up to a few couple of weeks ago. And you got me, you got me hooked on dead cells. I did cells. get you hooked yeah, on yeah, dead cells. Yeah. 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 So and do you want to, do you want to chat a little bit about, um, I mean, I just, it's, I mean, if I was going to, if, if I was ever going to get you hooked, like, like I could not have amped up my enthusiasm for anything more than what I did. So if that didn't work, nothing was ever going to work. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the, um, what is the Metroidvania kind of style of, yeah. of game and it, and the combat smooth. Yeah. And the combat smooth. It's fun. There's a lot of kind of, there's a collection aspect, but really it's, you know, it's drop inable. It's what, it's what some people call a dad game. Cause you know, you can pick it up and put it down and, I'm all about the dad game. The dad game. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty fun. I, I got I got pretty into it. I I, uh, I was working on. I was the, actually thinking about that. I was thinking about that as a topic today of not not using the term dad game. <laughs> the pejorative. No, but maybe we talk about this a, a, a different time. Um, I like the idea of the topic of kind of the the barrier to dropping into a game. Right. Right. It's, it's like I mean that's a huge huge thing for me nowadays, mm-hmm. and it's like why I don't play more. Triple A and like Big these console, titles that, yeah. that everybody like raves about. Yep. Because the the drop in ability and the learning the controls, all those things are just well, big barriers. But, yeah. So you had a you had a console transition. So that makes that a little bit harder, right? To to remember the the X versus I didn't have whatever. a console transition. I had a console accumulation. Well, you know, sure. <laughs> I sure. didn't really transition. Sure. Um but yeah, no, I agree. A lot of those are kind of hard to drop into right you have to remember where you are especially like when you get to the from software extremes of yeah no, yeah yeah don't even don't even go there what was that secure Securo? is that what that's called yeah that looks a lot, of, a lot of talk about that one um so yeah so so dead cells which sounds like you enjoyed we were kind of going back and forth for a while just mm-hmm. like hey how far are you and <laughs> and all that i'm right now waiting for the the patch it's something giants i forgot the name of the patch but effectively the 1.2 patch I think it's on Steam and Alpha. So whenever that comes to consoles, I'll definitely get back into it. But yeah. I kind of plateaued. I've beaten the first boss on like hard, which is like with one boss cell a couple times. And I've collected most of what I can get. And I'm kind of just waiting for all that new content. And I'm sure I'll head back to it. But I, I felt like, like, oh, I could sit down and do this for an hour and a half and I will get exactly nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll just, it'll just be like my save state will be more or less what I had before. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. you reached a plateau. Yeah, yeah kind of reached a, pl- I mean, I could continue to grind a little bit more, but it's. It- well, there's this, there's this tease, right? There's this thing that is, has come out on like this patch that's a bunch of stuff in it that's come out on Steam that right. you can't play mm-hmm. unless you play for it again on Steam and do all that craziness. But, right. but you're not going to play, right? So now why would you? And yeah just let it sit yeah so there's that and then uh just yesterday started playing baba is you which we can talk a little bit oh my god more about oh my god <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, which it's pretty great, but it's also oh my god, it's yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. It is. Uh, it's a game that looks like a ninety-nine cent game, uh, but has some of the most devious, clever puzzles I've seen in a long time. Uh, just crazy logic, abstract logic type stuff um we'll, we'll get to that's that. more fun than logic puzzles well this is the sort of game that uh m- my family will just all sit in the living room and we'll all stare at the screen trying to figure out the logic <laughs> that's like that happened yesterday um during the day so that's uh, that that's a plus for me i mean anytime that happens so i'm playing that thing will will continue there's another one out that i I, don't, I think it's switch only but i could be wrong it's like box boy and box girl hmm it's another little indie. It's like 10 bucks. It's a co-op puzzler mm. where like you're just little box people with little legs and, you know, box girls got a bow on her head, whatever. And you're moving around trying to get to these levels and you can make a box and, you know, your co-op. Have you ever played like Battle Block Theater? No. But it's it seems kind of like that without the bizarre humor of, right. of Battle Block because that's the Castle Crashers. Got it. I forgot who that publisher is. Um, so it's, it's kind of like that. But for 10 bucks, it's like if it's a cool little couch co-op, puzzler that doesn't have extreme platforming skills then mm-hmm. stacy and i'll probably check that one out um so that's the main things i've really dropped off playing the ios stuff like I, yeah 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 i mean i know like a year ago like i remember talking on this during episodes about things i was playing on ios and well you had you had like a site you were using to and that site stopped working on my phone and that is the number oh, one reason why God. i stopped playing ios games so touch arcade they had an app and their app stopped working when it went to 64 bit ironically enough <laughs> i don't remember i think it was because apple wouldn't keep their app going because it was just like a because it's a web component yeah, basically. i don't know it's, it's basically was, all dynamic yeah I don't, i'm not sure but yeah. there was something where it was like against the app store guidelines where they couldn't get it updated ah. and i'm just that was like the main thing i would go check that out and look and so i just haven't really been playing many many ios games here and there a couple um and then let's see board games a couple that i want to talk about today I got these little wallet games from, right, from right. a publisher called button shy so i got two here in front of me i got sprawlopolis and circle the wagons um which are both little 18 card micro games that i think are, are are pretty neat i've already played circle the wagons like seven or eight times um this week it takes like 10 minutes to play it's really fun playing that and just a lot of other a lot of other stuff i've a lot of churn in the collection i think i sold I sold eleven things up to the up to a store. Right, traded a couple, sold another one. So, yeah, I think uh, just been trying to make a greater effort, like I talked about, but it actually made a dent in it. All right, to clean time. clean out the things you don't play, clean out and... the cruft. Yeah, yeah. So that's been that's been good. So I think the collection's still somewhere in the two thirties. But <laughs> oh my god, I know. <laughs> oh my god, two got a got a basement room that has a single purpose. Well, it doesn't really have a single purpose. No, but that whole armoire in the living room. The armoire, yeah. <laughs> Multiple storage containers. Eh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I played some Deception Murder in Hong Kong, but we did. That was fun. Played with you guys. That was fun. Played with another group. Um, so that's that's another. I mean, there's a lot of different things, but I mean, those I are was, some of the things I've been doing repeat plays of. I was surprised we we not being me, but solved that one. Like I I was surprised that in two uh, plays, Deception. Yeah, that we we're ch- only playing four player. So it's a little, Still, yeah. I, th- I think it's kind of hard. Just I don't know. I think yeah. it's I think it's a little hard. Yeah, that that I like that game quite a bit. It's it's been interesting playing it um, 
so I've played a lot of like the resistance secret Hitler, mm-hmm. like um, that type of game right. where, mm-hmm. where it's just sort of a pure read people. Like, like all you're doing is reading people and, right. and you don't really have, I mean, you have some information in terms of the missions or the, the whatever you have a little bit of that, that you're trying to use deduction, but with something like where words, which I think you've played, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is basically 20 questions plus the same idea or deception, which is a little bit different. What I found is that it's, it's almost like the, the focus goes almost entirely away from reading the people. It almost like flips the other way where everyone's so focused on the evidence, like right. what is the where word or whatever, or what is the murder weapon in deception Right. that like I played three or four games of this the other night with my book club group. And um, a lot of the guys there had not played a lot of so this, those sort of games. Right. So this is a game where someone is the murderer. Someone is handing out clues slowly. The scientist. Right. And the other people are trying to, they're the investigators, right? They're trying to figure out. Right. And the scientist is trying to help the investigator. Right. And you don't know who the murderer is. Basically, you're trying to figure out. The murderer's posing as an investigator. Correct. So, yeah. And you keep getting these little hints that are basically one out of. They choose the, then uh, like the, six, the, six, I think it's yeah. six. So the, the sign, the scientist chooses one out of six kind of rows on a card and they give you basically a word or a location, like the location or, of the crime to right. help you. And everyone has cards in front of them. They have four cards that are the means of murder and four cards that are like the key piece of evidence. Um, and the investigators are trying to figure out which of those means of murder and which of those key piece of evidence among all the cards in front of everybody are the, are the, the, the ones, which is pretty crazy. I, I think it's pretty hard, but so yeah. how did, how did it go when you had a larger group? So we had a larger group of seven. Right. And there's even more rules, which we won't probably Well, there's, yeah, there's, there's a couple, there's an accomplice who also knows who the murder yeah. is, et cetera, some other stuff. But so there's on one hand, there's more, obviously there's more cards cause there's eight more cards per person. So, so that's obvious. Um, but there's also more guesses, right? So you have more people who can guess, which right. helps. Um, one thing that, that is a challenge I find for the investigators is that even if they have one of them right out of the two, they don't get that information when that happens. Right. They don't, you don't, you don't get a partial, you don't credit, get a, you don't so get partial you go credit. figure out the next thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not like playing mastermind or something where you're just like, like, Oh, yes. I have three of the four dots. Correct. You, right. You just are either right or wrong. Right. Um, and so that. That can be a little challenging because even if you're really on the, the right track with one of them, mm-hmm. making that guess and going out there and, and using the one guess that you have, if it's not totally correct, it doesn't really give any information to anybody else. Right. So, I mean, that's fine. It's just um, a lot of times, you, you know, like I said, it's not like Mastermind where you can kind of make a guess and be like, okay, well, now I have narrowed down my Yeah, you can't trend options. You can't trend towards correct. You can't trend towards correct, yeah. Um, now, you can get ideas from other players, but you can't really get the feedback. You can. I, I think that there's a certain spirit of that game. This is, as are pretty much all social deduction games, but this <laughs> one even, I would say, even more so than other ones. It's kind of like the, you only get out of it what you put into it if you don't engage right. with the game yeah right? if you don't engage with the game and really try to get your head into what is what is the murder story that the scientist has in their head and you know and and a good example of this is so you said that the scientist is going to you know 
basically they get to put this little bullet marker down on one of the six things. Right. It's not always about what they put it down on. It's what they didn't put it down on. Right. right? And so, it, so if there's something that, that the group is sort of teetering between choosing, one of them might've been a better fit for one of those other things on the card, mm-hmm. but they didn't choose that. And the group has to be good enough to, to realize, Hey, look at what he didn't choose or she didn't choose. Right. And, and I think that's an important part of, of the game. And so I think mm-hmm. there's a certain skill up that the group can go through by playing it a lot. And it would be really yeah. rewarding to play more frequently. I think some of those are really obvious, right? Like if the person has, you know, cyanide in front of them and when you choose them, going through the the methods right like whether it's trauma or poisoning and you don't choose poison it's that's that one that's the most obvious example that's, i think right but they're not usually that obvious correct yeah yeah um so i think there's there's a lot there's a lot of different layers to that game um i think it's easy to teach it's really easy to understand uh and it it, it it's a fun it's a fun little puzzle it's, but it's it's kind of like if even one person is like, especially the scientist is not really into it, the game is going to suffer like really badly. Yeah. You can't, you can't play this game with people that don't want to play this game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to be committed. Yeah. You kind of got to be, be committed to it. Um, it kind of, so I think we, I showed you there was a Kickstarter for that blood on the clock tower game. Did, did you see that one? This is the $80 social deduction game. Okay. Vaguely, vaguely. I don't. I don't remember this. Well, there was but. a big, there was a big hubbub and hoo ha about this. Oh, well, it's an eighty dollars social deduction game. <laughs> I mean, that's right. a lot. It's a big commitment for something that you won't play very often. Well, it depends Maybe. on your group. Yeah. I mean, if you were a bunch of people in, you know, theater school or something, maybe you would play every day. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've watched a couple playthrough videos of a group of like eight playing. It looks looks great. You know, the shut up and sit down guys. It's like they're just you know ooing and eyeing all over it and everything. But for me, it's just not a game that I'm, I mean, if it was 20 bucks, I'd probably take a flyer on it, but it's not a game I'd ever get to the table. Right. So it's taking the bones of werewolf and it's adding these like super interesting, everybody has their own unique role. So Mm. it's not just like, oh, you're an investigator. It's like everybody has like a unique Hmm. thing. And there's a a dedicated moderator storyteller who's also kind of like manipulating the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's really, really cool. I, I really hope that I get a chance to play this at a con um, because I think it would just be so much fun to try out. But I don't really have the, yeah. like the people around me that are like, oh, yeah, I really want to play that. It's just not, it's yeah. just not something for me to invest in. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find it elsewhere. But, um, but again, that's the sort of thing where if even one person is like, oh, I don't know. Like whatever, right. like it's probably going to ruin the, it's, it's like doing improv. Right. Right. If like one person is doesn't not yes. And you're, you're, you're probably going to hose the whole yeah, scene. Well, right. Yeah. Can't stand, stand there and say, yeah, whatever. It's your improv. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. Right. Uh, but I think, I think deceptions is a good one. It, it's I, when I traded for it, I got the expansion. Actually the expansion lets you play up to 14, which good I don't even know why you would want. Wow. I mean, trying to get everyone to just sort of, Pipe down for a minute. To I would need to one a versus, spreadsheet and yeah, no, yeah, it's 14. Pretty, 14 seems kind of crazy, but I think like seven, eight could be good if the group plays a lot together. So we had a fun time with it. It's, you know, it's been out for a few years and I'd never had a shot. I know a number of people that think it's great and I thought it was a lot of fun. 
Um, the theme, like I kind of want, I think my kids would like it. Like mm-hmm. I think they would love the mechanics of like, because they love where words, mm-hmm. right? They love that whole um, figuring the thing out. It's just the theme feels a little weird of like, I don't know, like yeah. all these bizarre murder. Hey kids, murder. Yeah, let's, it's like let's play. Strange. Oh, someone choked themselves to death with a, their hair or something. Right? It's <laughs> right. kind of a creepy thing to play well, with your kids. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> stuff in Clue, like a wrench and a candle, like all that yeah. stuff is whatever you i mean not that beating someone over the head is like a good thing but it's some of these are really bizarre means of death and i'm not sure i want to have that conversation (laughs) is it drowning or asphyxia i don't know some of them are a little like but i I do think they would so maybe we'll try it sometime with them you could see how it is with six or i don't know the kids the kids version of uh the kids version of deception deception murder murder. yeah (laughs) That's, that's pretty good um well i got we got we got together and played chronicles of crime which is we did, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, it's I kind of it. it's kind of like King's Quest, the board game with your phone in VR. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're I, like I, go ask the person about the thing, go look at the thing. I was all prepared to be kind of, um. So this is prior to me getting it for you, not yeah, after I got it for you. Yeah. Prior to me, when I first heard of the game, I was all prepared to just be kind of like. It's a game. Shrug, man, yeah. like whatever. It's a game where you scan QR codes. Exactly. That sounds terrible. Exactly. It just, the whole thing just sounded like a big gimmick. And, and, and then I read a little bit more about it and people are getting into it. And I'm like, all right, well, I know that you like the theme and those sorts of things. So, right. Um, got it. And I was like, oh, well, and I'll get to play it. So, um, and I was, uh, I wouldn't say surprised, but I was, I was delighted that how much I enjoyed it. And, it's because of it's not a whole bunch of reading. <laughs> it's it's a little bit of reading, a little bit of reading. But you can but participate not, in the reading, right? Like it's a little bit of reading, but not not just like a ridiculous amount of reading, right? And I like the pictures really help me, like just personally, mm-hmm. they help me sort of cement who the different characters were, and it's got good art right like it's got it's it's got engaging art it's got good art i thought it was and it did it did not overstay its welcome i like to use that phrase a lot (laughs) but it was like it was a good amount of time it didn't take way too long it didn't take way too long um almost in a way i felt like we needed to have a better sort of guideline for how much we should know right before saying like oh we're ready right like i didn't really have a good sense of that yeah we yeah and i think we blew the first one uh, I forget how specifically what I mean it. is like before we say, Hey, let's go solve the case. Right. And the game was trying to give us that with the time pressures that were, right. you know, they were, I won't spoil anything, but things were happening in the game that were basically like, Hey, you should, right. you know, get your button gear here. You should solve the case. You now. should solve the case. Now. Yeah. So you're pressured, right. But you don't, you can't, you can't always tell if you know the answer. Right. So there's, there's pressure to get you to solve the case. And then there's, you don't want to solve it wrong early right because so. i've done some i've done a, a sherlock holmes or two before where i went to solve it and i was like wow i didn't know shit 100 wrong yeah <laughs> just like i didn't know anything and we did i think we got all the answers we probably even would have had all the answers maybe slightly before we did but oh yeah well so we have a lot of completists in our group <laughs> well we we also have like i you don't want to get it wrong you don't want the, you don't want the game to trick you right and this yeah. was i think this was a medium level uh-huh. were like three levels and i was like oh is it harder than i think it is mm-hmm. and it wasn't but uh i was worried i was worried i was like oh no we've done something wrong and we're being misled but we we did pretty good yeah but it's like uh it's kind of consulting detective the easy kind of easy yeah. to engage pass yes. yeah 
Yeah, I would say that if if someone wanted to play that style of like a Sherlock Holmes game, but they maybe found it a little too dry or someone's not into that the specific theme. Or effortful, right? Like Sherlock Holmes is consulting detective is very effortful. It is. Yeah. It there's is. a lot of reading and a lot of There's a lot of a lot oblique of... connections to make. And this did not have that. This was like, oh, there's a boyfriend. We're like, oh well let's go talk to the boyfriend. Right. Yeah, I mean it's just like, <laughs> you know, we did not need to be, you know, real gumshoes here to, <laughs> to to figure to figure some stuff out. But it still did require a leap to, you know, say, oh, this is what's going on. So I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Is there, um, I know there's the noir expansion. Have you looked, is there, there's more for this so you can get is more there a way that you can just download more just with the base art there. So there is, um, in the in game, you can, in the iOS app, you can try to purchase more. Um, I haven't done it yet cause we haven't gotten but through you all, okay. but you can, That's I don't cool. know if there's cards or content or anything else. Mm-hmm. I suspect there's not, but um, I'm just saying like you could probably do quite a bit just with, yeah. the permutations. Just with those art. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's a cool little toolbox for them to create more puzzles. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, you've got a bunch of numbered characters and you can permute those as you, as you go. I guess they do have to make those virtual spaces that you look at, but those aren't not, don't do not seem terribly hard to fabricate. <laughs> well, the, the things that you're actually, the rooms yeah. that you're looking at on so the phone, the right? virtual spaces is, completely 3d right so you hold your phone up or you get these little kind of spectacles that you yeah. attach to your phone to, right. for faux vr right and you can look around a whole room and if you notice um in the demo one you can still see the stand that the photo so it's it's at least it seems to me like the tutorial is that yeah yeah so the 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 3d seems to me to be a 3d photo right so a photo taken with one of those mm. spherical kind okay. of camera things that people have kind of gone into photoshop and composited into into nice. kind of a more pastel thing and in the and in one of them if you look down you can see the stand huh. of the funny. Photo. okay um i but, see so someone just took a photo and then like cell shaded or whatever yeah that's is. that's okay. my, my conjecture filter, put some filter yeah, yeah that's yeah. my conjecture i mean that's not my skill set at all sure. like the art picturey yeah. goodness um so I, what up with that? I've been playing, I tried to play Narcosis a little bit, which is like an underwater oh, right. you horror that. game, which okay. I didn't get very hard. I mean, I, I did a little bit. It's one of those things where like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not big on the games where you're going crazy and you see things and then you get teleported. See, Narcosis and, sounds like something I would like Google on WebMD and it would tell me that I have that based on some symptoms. I'd put yeah. In. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like my chest. Is, you convince like yourself. Right now my chest is feeling tight. Like, you, oh, probably, you have narcosis. You probably have narcosis. It's <laughs> probably, probably all the deep sea diving you've been <laughs> I'm doing. I'm sure that's what I have. Just in Denver underwater. Uh, so I didn't really, I don't know. I kind of bounced off that. I'm going to try it again. Okay. But uh i've been playing the the heck out of um no man's sky uh, okay just because i i put it off put it off for a long time and i really liked uh subnautica a lot mm-hmm. um so that it's uh i i can't build as much i'm too early in the game and okay. i want to build a bunch of buildings it's and, ps4 yeah ps4 uh you can get it for St- uh, what steam or at least yeah uh the kind of windows sure console or console pc right um but i i think it's really engaging it's a little too grindy for me um mm-hmm. so, so compared to subnautica 
Well, just in general, like there's a lot of grinding to go get stuff and there's a lot of different stuff to get to go build things. And then whenever you die, you lose all your stuff or uh, Mm. all the stuff that you have and all the rest of your stuff gets broken. And then you're grinding for, you know, an hour to get back to where you were. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I dialed. I always uh, wonder, this this is just thought just occurred to me. I wonder when I'm playing a game, right? I think you would agree that there's usually for any game you can think of, I'm talking about video games here. Um, there's a kind of that sweet spot of exploration where like your, your brain is, is all juiced and like excited the most, right? Because it's not just those beginning tutorial things. You've kind of opened up the tools, but you haven't gotten to that grind part of the game where it's like samey or whatever. Right. And so you can usually say from, it starts here and it ends here. Like dead cells, certainly dead cells. It started almost immediately. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's all starts after probably like by your seventh or eighth run. Once you're just not a complete noob in the beginning thing, you're like, oh, this is like, wow, I'm making yeah. some progress. You're getting, right? you're learning the patterns basically. Exactly. And-, and it goes for quite a long time where you can really enjoy the game. You're always making progress. And I wonder how, if you surveyed the players of a game, people that put some time into a game, if they said, oh, it started here and ended here, how that would compare to what the developers think and what the developers intent was. I mean, I think they're obviously different kinds of people. I mean, there's a, there's a, in this game, there's a, there's a permadeath option, right? And I'm not playing that, like, (laughs) you know, uh, versus, you know, all the way to the other end where there's a creative option, right? So there, and, and, and the, the grindiness increases with the different levels and I'm not playing some of those levels, right? But but let me put it in terms of dead cells. If I, I would love to ask the dead cells developer, did you intend that once you got up to one boss cell, that then the the game like you expect many people will drop off because yeah do you, you know what I mean like, yeah yeah but they created like four separate levels <laughs> I'm saying like in some regard you've only played twenty percent I mean you haven't played twenty percent of the content but you've experienced twenty percent of the difficulty of the game of the challenge that the game has to offer right is that what the developer intended that ninety percent of the people probably would ever see I mean if you look at um at least on consoles right you have the the trophies the achievements yeah yeah yeah. and and switch doesn't have those percentages by the way oh yeah yeah i know xbox and ps4 do yeah sometimes they make me sad right because you're you well you're just like oh look 20 percent of people got this far in the game basically and um right i don't know dead cells I, i don't remember the numbers but i feel like a lot of people just buy a game and they play it for two so hours. So since and, I haven't seen those percentages yeah. and, and you've gotten like maybe just slightly behind where I'm at, w- what percentage got there? Do you think? Oh, I, I, I would guess 10? 25, oh, 25, 10. I don't know. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere in that range, big... well below 50. Okay. Right. But not one. Sure. Right. So, but you have to want to play that kind of game and put some, some hours into kind of progressing and, because it's a it's a accumulative game, right? Like you get more and more equipment and more and yeah, more up, stuff. Yeah, you upgrade and, the, what your right. your quality drop rates are going to be, et cetera. Sure, right. And not everybody has the patience. But that just, I just that thought occurred to me when you were describing No Man's Sky because I was thinking the developers of that did they did they expect that you would have that sort of a reaction of? Well, I think that's why there's knobs, right? Is because okay. because because there's different people. There's the the percentage of like permadeath. Yes, I mean, like I want to play this game uh, a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, you know, the people who are like, I just want to. Oh yeah, hang around that's and how fly I found XCOM too. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I 
kind of play around with the the knobs and sometimes that can be that can be a lot of fun to to do that so i just think different people want different things out of those kind of games right and about the, which kind uh anything that that ha- that that can be grinding anything that can be grinding right. right so like some of some of the more cinematic games have very little kind of grindy stuff in them like they're parts of the game like uh in the naughty dog games where you can get stuck in a section but it's not you're not accumulating things you're just trying to get past a particular right. you know boss or whatever um i kind of like the ones only some games do this where and i like it when they do it fairly but i do like the idea of the this currency that you get sometimes it's a secondary currency or something right. you can spend those on hints <laughs> i kind of like that because because it lets you sort of you're not necessarily playing on easy you're not necessarily playing on normal you can kind of like dole out the hints like as you need them rather than the game just being uniformly easy or uniformly too hard right so when that's done well i can't think of a good example i've played a few things like that i i think that's kind of it's kind of a neat way to do it yeah it's not fun being lost in in these sort of games really but i don't know i i uh i forgot this game was multiplayer and then somebody showed up on my no planet Man's yeah oh really <laughs> So somebody somebody showed up and built me a little base and we drove around in cars for like 20 minutes and did random things and hmm. yeah I was like oh this is not terrible that's well, not terrible for, multiplayer just, I just remembered for a few days um maybe we'll get back to it we were playing uh my son and I were back to the old Borderlands 2 so Oh yeah yeah cuz there was the the what you call it the handsome collection was on sale for like 15 mm-hmm. bucks mm-hmm. and that was I only had the like um backward on- compatible so this was like the the graphics are updated, right? And all that on so. Steam, on Xbox One. Oh, okay. Um, so because I can't actually play two player on my on Steam. Oh yeah, yeah. But so we were just playing split screen with that, and you know the graphics are better and whatever. There was uh, there was a few other things that I thought were a little nicer, but Borderlands Three I think is later this year. That game's always you played i assume at I, some point i played i played two with uh, a couple people that's but it's, it's more that's more like invite your friends sort yeah. of thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah some just random person in the universe just showed up and show up built, yeah, built me a base and, that's just weird. and then left yeah <laughs> i was like oh that's pretty sweet what a nice person they didn't shoot me i was expecting them to shoot me because i didn't i you know totally forgot this is a multiplayer You're like, i'm playing this to hide from other people i know don't yeah. you understand this you understand is like an this is- Almost infinitely large universe of like four <laughs> trillion built, and you come and hang out and build me a base. Okay, <laughs> I guess I'll interact my, with somebody. My misanthropy is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, misanthropy. I can't even speak. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Cool. Uh, there, there's some game design things that these sort of anyway that it suffers I think, I from. But correct in recalling, there's a some sort of like there's a different version of the game or something it's like a no man's sky colon something or is there just one base game what are uh, they keep releasing patches okay. basically and i think you're thinking of like you know hey version whatever is got okay. this patch. I might be thinking of a different game i uh, know i i think i mean maybe you are i i, I didn't <laughs> right. do that no, i just know. went and downloaded it um but there's uh and i they they name the the kind of revisions mm-hmm. right um that i'm i'm blanking on i don't have notes on it um and since i didn't start yeah two years ago playing the game uh they're supposed to release like a vr extension this summer and mm. they keep adding things like uh there's under underwater stuff and anyway so speaking of vr i was yeah. momentarily intrigued by the labo vr 
the, the momentarily momentarily did well you, i didn't did get you, it did you, no. <laughs> i didn't get it no i was like i was looking at it it's the it's the little cardboard vr kit for the switch right it has some toys some toy apps but then they're also putting super mario odyssey and zelda breath of the wild which i guess you can now play zelda in, breath of the wild switch vr yeah <laughs> which could be cool <laughs> what do you think <laughs> Uh, it makes me think of the virtual boy for no particularly good reason. Well, of but. course. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm curious, like a, a cardboard headset. Um, sure. I, I'd try it. Yeah. Especially if I had one. Right. Um, yeah. So I might, but it's not a priority. Yeah. We'll not, see. <laughs> nah. Not that much. No VR Mario. Have you jumping down your staircase and I can do that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I guess you have to hold it up to your head because it's not a helmet, obviously. You yeah, so you just it. hold it on your face. Yeah. <laughs> are the are the controllers still on it? Like yeah. Your, your thumbs are on either well, side of your whole, eyeballs? That's the whole, yeah. That's really? Like, well, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure how it works for the for the games. But I know for the, the toys, there's like an elephant one, a bird one. There's like a blaster one. So where the controllers are and like different spots, depending on where the cardboard goes. Right. Okay. It's very hard. It's very hard to watch trailer videos of VR things because yeah. you can't really see what's going on. It's just a person, it's just a person wiggling like an and waving around. So, yeah, it's just kind of strange. <laughs> That's why it's going to fail. It's not a flattering technology, no matter what. VR, just yeah. not flattering. One of the things that, that, that you mentioned was kind of like how uh, some of these games that you mentioned, like Baba's You and uh, was it Sprawlopolis and, and Circle the Wagons? Um, they're in some sense very minimal, right? They they have a small set of rules, uh, but they do a lot with it, and they make a lot of a lot of varied gameplay and a lot of interesting stuff out of that kind of small, either small package or kind of minimalist, maybe not design, but minimalist uh, conception construction. Yeah, the construction. So the construction for all th- right. for both of these little wallet games, very small, eighteen cards. Right, right. The construction for Baba is you, which I think you were saying. Mm-hmm. If you had the tool set, you could. It's like a two-day project. Right, it's moving some sprites. Not, around. Now, now, to be fair, not designing the game. Right, the construction. Right, so yeah. building the yeah. game, right. what it is out of that, and exactly. still making it a good game. So, so Baba is you. What's a Baba? A Baba is a sheep. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a, a Baba. Baba, you knew that. I did. Yeah, it's a sheep sprite. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game starts off with basically just it's a grid right it's a, you know it's an orthogonal grid that is your screen very simple just sprite graphics i mean yeah. they look like i could probably draw these graphics they're like they're intentionally drawn to make it look like that someone yeah with a lot of without a lot of drawing skill could draw them yeah so the yeah, yeah the graphic fidelity is not going to draw anyone to this game no but the game has objects on the screen things like walls and a sheep and Rocks. Rocks, flags, water. So there's objects on the screen, All in, and every object is sort of sitting in a spot on the grid. Is a square. Yeah. Is a square, right? And then there are sentences also on the screen, such as, Baba is you. And it's, it's like a subject and a verb and a predicate, right? So in this case, Baba is you. So that means that the baba, the sheep, is you. So when you move your controller around, mm-hmm. that's you. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when you start off, the flag is win. 
So the flag is win. So that means if Baba, who's you, so that your, your goal of the game, right, in general, is to get whatever you are to the win thing. Right. So Baba is you. So you're the sheep. And the flag is win. So you just move your, very simple, right? You just move the sheep around, get them to the flag. You win that level. Right. But the and, sentences. And there's a but. The sentences themselves are movable objects on the grid. Right. So. Rock is move. Right, well, or push. Rock is push. Yeah. Right. So you can push. So, for instance, if you move the, if you push the is out of the sentence in the grid, Baba is you, you just lost the level because you are no longer anyone on the level and you have no agency it, to it, do anything. It actually locks up because the arrow buttons don't work anymore because Baba is no longer you. Right. Yeah. But if you moved the rock word, R-O-C-K, yep. and, you, and you pushed it over to the, say you were to the right, it was say, say Baba is you is vertically on the screen. Right, mm-hmm. you pushed R O C K, so that it went and it pushed over to the left, and now rock is you. If you do that all in one motion, you would now the sheep would still be standing next to the rock, but wherever the rock object is on the screen, that is now you. And now you can move it around with the and cursors. Now you can move the rock yeah. around. <laughs> so there's to begin with, is is the only verb, and there's different subjects like I said, wall and rock and water and algae and whatever the flag um and then there's things like is defeat or is win or is push or is move if something is move it will move on its own Mm -hmm. around the screen um in a straight line generally right um and then there's hot and melt and all these different things that go together part of this world yeah so the conceit's really small right the conceits are there are blocks right there's squares on the on the screen there's stuff in the squares there's words that apply to this stuff. But you can move the words. But you can change the words around. So you can use the physics engine of the game to change the rules of the game. Madness. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not easy to design this game at all. Like, like these puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, the puzzles, I mean... I mean I, so I'm at a point... That I don't want to give... I'll just give away like the next verb in the game is has. So you get to a point where... It's not just is, but something has something else. And there's also and, so you have a conjunction. So now when something has something else, when that thing goes away, it basically like births the thing that's inside of it. So if, if box has rock and you make the box sink in the water, you now have a rock next to the water because the box had a rock. But if you move the sentence around so that the box did not have a rock, then you would not get a rock when the box goes in the water. I just, this game completely blows my mind. Yeah. It is, it is so incredibly clever for something that looks so second grade level art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if the art is the best sales pitch for the game, but, no, uh, but if you like logic puzzles, yeah. the space, the design space of what goes on, some of these things, I mean, is, is really something I know I'm going to get super stuck at one point, but, like I was telling you before, I like my whole family was just sort of we're all just staring at the screen, being like, "What if you did this?" And you're, you know, then you can have something else move, and it's actually moving the words to change the rules. So, you, I mean, it's almost like a kind of a meta programming mm-hmm. thing. I'm sure there's some great programming analogy for this, 
but it kind of fits in like with the thing I do with work where it's like this meta thing where you can have the thing change the thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're a level beyond just like, Oh, I have a, I have a, an app that has customers and orders, right? You're like a level behind that where you can change the whole rules of how everything works. And it's just, it's not a sandbox cause you're trying, it's not like, Oh, go, it's not like Minecraft or right. you're not trying to just go build, you know, your own Turing machines or whatever. It's like you you need to get you to win, like literally, like whatever you are to the win thing in every level right. to get be to get past it. So essentially, it's a collection of puzzles, right? It's a collection like, of logic puzzles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I I think that you know there's for for a lot of games that have a lot of different sort of puzzles with all sorts of cool, pretty graphics. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that a game is like hurt by that. I mean, it's certainly if this looked better, it wouldn't be worse. Right. I mean, I just don't think, I just don't think it's relevant to the appeal of the game. Yeah. 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 By, yeah. You know, there's no need to spend any time on that. Um, so it's, you know, this is like a $15 game. It's on switch. It's, you've got it on PS4. I got it on steam. You got it on steam. Yeah. Was it on PS4? I didn't look. I'm not sure. Um, but it's, it's like that level of indie game. And, Unlike something like I'm going to go back to like a classic, like something like Braid or or Fez, you know, like the sort of those like original indie classic puzzlers, mm-hmm. right? Those games, Braid and Fez both have both are brilliant, but they all, each have their own different conceit, right? Right. So Fez has this world that like rotates like uh, you know around an axis, and and Braid like you go back in time so that you can you know maybe have your past self open a door so that your future self gets through the door type stuff right so they have these things but um this game is is similar to that in that you know you're you're always playing within this central conceit but neither one of those are actually having you solve the puzzle by changing the rules of the puzzle right it's, that's what's different yeah um and so i think that's just tremendously cool in terms of like very small package but like wow there's a a heck of a lot, heck of a lot in here. Yeah, you're you're doing a lot with a really simple yeah. kind of set of rules. Yeah. Um, so that's my exhibit A for exhibit the sort a. of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. So, uh, isn't that to a certain extent? Isn't that what basic card games are? Base like a playing like a deck yeah. Like, so yeah, with just cards? just a rule like you know any kind of basic Uno, right? Yeah, like you have a, a small set of cards. Maybe your pack of Uno cards is, is big, is tall, but there's not a lot of different cards in there, and there's a really small kind of subset of rules. So this yeah, kind of doesn't feel the same for Uno, right? Like it's kind of true. Because so you're talking about like game systems, like a like a deck of cards or like a an eight by eight board that you play chess or checkers well or, no or so like uno has rules right mm-hmm. yeah and so it, it's not it's, a game system it's a, it's a game it's a game right so it's made up of a specific small permutation of car permutations the wrong word but there's like you know 100 cards maybe 40 or 50 different cards right okay right yeah, whatever. um so colors and numbers yep it's it's almost like a regular deck of cards and a really small set of rules. So how is that? How is that different? Right? There's how not is that different from Baba is you. Well, or, yeah. So like it's really uh, different. Well, <laughs> so it's a small, small set of there's rules. There's nothing dynamic about the. No, rules there's not. There's, there's nothing not. dynamic about it. Correct. 
Um, so, so the, the, I'm not sure the example I would go to would be like, I was thinking, I was trying to test myself with this of how is this different than chess? Sure. And I don't know, is that, can I use chess to? You, yeah, you, okay. you, you can. So yeah. I was thinking with chess, right? You have whatever you have, uh, six different types, whatever, a small number types of pieces, right. small different number types of ways that pieces can move and capture. But you have this endless combination mm-hmm. of board states that you know can be interesting to analyze slash solve whatever. Right. So you have a huge amount of complexity because the state of the game, like the complexity, comes from the state of the game. Right. Right. That that's what's interesting about it. you're not chess doesn't allow you to change duels. There are other games out there. Um, that kind of riff on chess and, and let you like people have made variants that do right. that type of thing, but that's not really what I'm talking about. Sure. With, with Baba is you, the difference there is that when you start a new level, you need to, it's not just like, Oh, I'm trying to get out of a maze and I need to get from the upper left to the bottom, right. And this right. is what I need to do. You sometimes don't even know at the and when you solve this, you do not know which object, when you start it, you do not know which object you will be and which will be the winning object when you finish it. Well, so I think you're, what you're doing, right, is you're just, you're effectively discovering new moves in the game. Patterns. Right? New, new, well, new things that you can accomplish sure. with the rules that you know, right? That's, so you know the rules, right? You, 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 you can push stuff around. You can do the stuff that the simple verbs say. Yep. Right. Um, and you can adjust the words, right? Mm-hmm. By 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 doing that. But at some point in the game you'll go, Oh wow, <laughs> that's what I have to do, right? And it's essentially it's kind of like a chess move that you could have inferred from the rules of chess, but that you didn't know ahead of time, right? It's uh it's not cheating, right? The game the game Baba is you does not cheat, right? Um but what it does is it has this kind of self-referential quality where you can learn new things. It's self-referential. Yeah. And so you're talking about tactics, basically. You're learning new tactics. Sure. Right? You so can, it, but you can discover them. Right. But chess has, chess has a limited number of tactics. They can be applied in, you know, infinite, no, I don't know, infinite, but Correct. virtually infinite number of ways. Correct. You can have forks and skewers and pins and everything yep. else. Um, but in... Baba is you, there's more, there's going to be more tactics simply because they can keep adding new predicates. Sure. Or you can be in scenarios. Right. So for instance, like right now there's hot and melt. So if the, if the thing that is melt touches the thing that's hot, it goes away. Right. So they could add other things that interact, other predicates that interact with each other in interesting ways. But what I'm saying is like even the first five or six levels that I went through, right. Yeah. There were things I went, Oh, like I got stuck for a minute because I didn't, I didn't understand sure. the new tactic that right. I needed to learn right. with the rules that I already understood. You're like, Wait, I can become the wall and just move the wall. Right. So you need, you needed a kind of a mental, like a, to overcome a mental kind of stuckness. Right. Yeah. Where you didn't see the, the available sure. kind of problem space. Like if you stare at a chessboard, you can work out all the moves, you know, there's just, you know, infinite in <laughs> heat death of the universe, numbers of moves. But if you, if you, if you have like, Hey, I need a mate in three moves, you can, it's, it's, it's mechanical, 
Right. To figure that yeah, out. Yeah, or solving a Rubik's Cube. Right. You you analyze yeah. it and you can mechanically say this is what needs to happen. Okay. So compare that to, say, Circle of Wagons. So Circle of Wagons is... Circle the wagons, a circle, little, circle the wagons, circle sorry. the wagons. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like Conestoga wagons, like old, you know, whatever, uh, uh, Oregon trail style wagons, sort of wagons drama. Um, it's an 18 card little game that literally comes in a vinyl you, wallet. You call it a wallet game. And I had to, I had to Google it because I was like, I don't know what you mean. I had never heard a of a wallet game. game. Yeah. So there's a publisher called button shy and this publisher, uh, they do one wallet game per month. Their prices are usually 11 or 12 bucks. Mm. So games are pretty cheap. There's 18 cards, I believe, in just about all of them. And they come in this little vinyl wallet with little instructions. I have a couple of them right here. And they tend to be pretty quick playing. I only have two. Um, and the two I have are kind of related to one another. Um, they're both effectively uh, what I would call like tile laying games, even though you're laying cards, but you're you know laying tiles. Um, and so in Circle the Wagons, you have every card on one side uh, has f four quadrants, and those quadrants are one of six types of terrain, like forest, mountain, snow, ocean, etc. So there's, it's divided into four things, and it could be any one of those four. And then on the back side is a scoring uh, goal. Back side of the card. The back side of the card, sorry. Back yeah. side of the card. So what you do to set up the game is you shuffle the 18 cards, you take three of the cards, you flip them over, and you have, those are the three scoring goals for the game that get added on top of the normal base scoring, which I'm not going to get into. And then, so you have the other 15 cards that re remaining, you put them in a circle, and then there's a mechanism where you're, each player is going to draft or, or take cards out of there. So I might end up with nine and you six, or maybe I get eight and you get seven or whatever. We're going to get some split of the cards in the way that we do. We're making our own little pile of cards. So it's, it looks like a little, uh, little continent or a mm -hmm. little little world or whatever and then we're going to score that and whoever has the highest score based on the three scoring things in the middle and the base scoring so that's what it is every game has this base scoring but every game is going to i don't know i don't know my combinatorics well but there's there's <laughs> whatever the combination of taking three out of 18 right that many different combinations of what your possible scoring goals are whatever that is right right i've played it about seven or eight times and the game, while what you're doing is the same every time, it feels like a different game every time. And it takes 10 minutes. And every time I've played, I've been like, I've been trying to accomplish a different thing. Your goals are My different. My goals are different. Yeah. Right. And the interaction of even having the same goal up there in a different game, the interaction of that with a different goal might matter and just the way that it works. Right. So, um, so that's what Circle of the Wagons is. Sprawlopolis, by contrast, is pretty similar in a lot of the things, except it's a cooperative game where you're building a city, but the same type of idea. There's 18 cards. Three of them get flipped over to be what your team's scoring goals are for the game. And then you're going to be playing the other 15 cards to a common city to maximize the scoring of your, you know, Sim City, like commercial, industrial, residential parks right? yeah. to, to make a score. So they're both kind of tile-laying games. They're both tile-laying games, yep. Where the are. rules kind of change... Game to game, at the least. Rule, in, the, so this one, the rules don't change. The goals change. The goals change. The goals change. The rules right. are the same. The okay. rules don't change. Okay. So that's that's, yeah. what, that's what those are. And I think that in both these cases, you have a lot of game in a, like, literally a very small package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you, like a thin wallet, it's too. It's like a I mean, thin it's wallet, yeah. It's, what, 18, 20, 21 cards? 18, 18 cards? 18 cards, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really thin. 
Um, and so there's just, there's a lot in there. I mean, there's a, there are countless games on the market for 10 to $15 that you play them one time or two times and you're like, throw it over your shoulder. You're like, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's like, it's kind of fun to me. Maybe there's a clever theme or something, but it doesn't really feel like you played a game. Well, after the third time, a lot of these games, you don't need to play again. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's, that's, so that's where I wanted to go with the, yeah. the Uno contrast. Right. And I, I feel like everybody's played Uno. Sure. Um, canonical, like simple card game example. Sure. Um, you pretty much get into situations where you're like, ha ha, I made you draw four. Right. right. Yeah. That's the memorable kind of thing that happens in Uno. That's, Especially if someone has just one card. Right. Yeah. You're like, ha ha. Okay. And that's it. That's pretty much it, right? Like, oh, what's the fun of Uno? Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. saying com, com, Uno's a simple game. Yeah, it's got a simple set of rules. Oh, I see. There's not that many different cards, right? Right. Um. Oh, you're saying like, why is it? But why? Why is Uno kind of like you know after like the third because time? Because Uno plays itself. Yeah. Because there's no decisions to make in Uno. There's no decisions to make, and yeah. there's, there's there's not much that can happen. There's not much that can happen, and and there's. There's almost like writing an AI for Uno would not be hard. You just, what cards do I have in my hand? There's almost always a very clear, right? Progression. Progression of what you want to do. Right. You can't play a draw four unless you're actually out of that color. So, and if you, if you are out of that color, you pretty much always want to play that draw four because you don't want to get stuck with it in your hand for negative points. Right. Right. And then some of the other things are just going to be based on how many of a certain color you have to give you maximum flexibility. And then potentially you might include how many cards your opponents have sure. to just say if you draw two or skip or whatever. But there's not, but there's not a lot to it. There's not a lot there. There's not a lot to decide. Right. And there's a lot more cards. There's a lot more, there's a lot bigger, a lot bigger deck, right? You have like 200 cards or so something. It's, so Uno is simple in construction and it's, it's simple in logic. Whereas even playing the Sprawlopolis game, like I only have three cards to choose from on every turn right. out of my hand of, of that I'm going to play out there. And I guess you could argue that it plays itself. I mean, cause you know, you're taking a, like it might not play itself, but how much it varies whether where I put it. But the fact that when I play these cards, I didn't mention this. I'm, I can either play them next to one another or I can play them on top of another card. So I can actually like make things go away, which maybe gave me negative points. Right really opens up. It's not like I'm just playing like Carcassonne style, like tile next to tile. So the search space is bigger. The search space is bigger, right? Yeah, so I have yeah. more, there's just more decisions for me to think about, you know, how, how I want um, things to go. Plus the fact of there's a, I'm not sure what the right word is for this, but where I put this card now has, has meaning for the cards that are remaining yet to be played. So mm -hmm. in circle the wagons, if I'm going to score a bunch of points by, you know, they're having a bunch of forts or something where I put this fort now to maximize the future forts I might get matters. Whereas in Uno, there, there's nothing like that. You don't, you're, <laughs> you're just kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to play the draw two or I'll play the reverse. You're not, you're not, you're not getting a new objective either, right? You're not trying to beat them with two cards or something. Right? Well, it's not like, even, yeah, it's not even that. It's always the same thing. And I'm not, I'm not chaining anything together. I can't really strategize in any meaningful way. Right. So that, I don't know, is that knockdown Uno for you? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm trying to get at the, so circle of the wagons is not like Bob as you, right? No, in, the, in, not. The, in, in the sense of there's no, no meta no. 
kind of self-referential, build the game out of the game sort of stuff. No, there's just but, more game there than you'd think. Right. But it's it's really small and tight by yep. definition of, of, of construction. So the number of cards and, yep. and what's there and just the simple rule set. Right. Right. And I just, you know, I think it's interesting. Maybe Uno is a terrible example, but I think it's one that people can relate to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that they're both card games. They're both this really small set of rules and they did something interesting with circle of the wagons. That they did not do with Uno. Right. One of the reasons why people play something like Uno is the rules are easy. Yep. And you can teach it to people really fast and you, you never just, need to look up the rules. You never need to look at the rules. And I think it's kind of true with circle of the wagons too, right? They, there's not a lot of rules. Nope. Um, and they accomplish I something. Think I explained them to you in less than two minutes. Yeah. And you know, it, it's pretty impressive, I guess that they yeah. did something really, they, they made a, a very broad kind of replayable game with something with 18 cards and right. And, and so, so I'll, I'll draw a comparison to something like Azul. Right. So Azul is something, you know, I love mm-hmm. it's one of my probably top 10 favorite games. I, I, and it's certainly my favorite simple game, like game that doesn't have like lots of, right. you know, leveling up and bells and whistles and all sorts of deep <laughs> crap in it. Right. I have, I read the rules to Azul one time. Right. I have literally never looked at the rules to Azul again. <laughs> no, you don't need to. It's like, it's like having to look up the rules to checkers. You don't need to, or, you know, it's like, once you know how to play chess, you know how to play chess. So you don't forget. Right. right. I mean, maybe you have to look up on Passant or something, but right. you know how to play. And so I think that, um, Azul doesn't quite fit into this category because, and this might be, this is, this could be somebody's knock on Azul is that nothing about Azul, like really is like the goals are always the same. Right. The only thing that's really different is like what tiles come out of the bag and what your opponent needs versus what you need. Right. And that's super interesting. I mean, I, I absolutely love that, that part of the game, but it, it's not bigger than it seems. It's, it's kind of, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of what it I'm is, getting at. It, it, it is, is what it is. It is what it is. And yeah. it's brilliant. And it's brilliant. It's like, I can explain Azul to you and you're like, okay. And then the next game that we play, you'll have some different decisions over whether you take the red tile or the black tiles or, right. or whatever, but you're just going to be honing your strategy at getting better at Azul the same way you would if you and I played checkers mm-hmm. or backgammon or something. It just, you would, yeah. you would improve your tactics. You'd improve your deduction. Right. There's, right. There's, there's strategy there in the sense that you're, you're, you're choosing to basically block people and that sort of thing, right. but there's not, there's yeah. not much more to it. And I, and I think but it's, it's satisfying and it's, it's absolutely satisfying. And I'm just saying the the examples that I brought up are there's more there than it appeared. I also gave an example of like Minecraft, um, like sort of the original Minecraft. So physics, basically physics-based games. Because Minecraft could let you like change. Mm-hmm. You, you could, by having, a, put, by being able to put the world in motion to do other things, it could change other parts of the world, right? Mm-hmm. People making clocks and whatever the hell else in Minecraft, right? I mean, <laughs> there's more there than you think as you look at it, you'd be like, oh, okay, I can dig a hole and move a block and make a block and right. so what? Yeah. But, but you can do some pretty cool stuff with that. Some pretty cool stuff with that. Yeah. So there's more there than, than you would think at, at first that kind of hooks you in. Yeah, and the satisfaction there is the construction or the, the machines that you're building, the machines, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
or the wonder of like, hey, I look, I, I built a giant building that looks like, you know, this other famous building or something. Right. Whereas Baba is you is like, if you could create a physical Lego thing that was able to have motion and change the shape of itself to be able to do something else, like <laughs> as it moved. Right. That, you know, and you, you programmed that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So they're, they're all different. I'm not saying that in no way as Baba's you like circle the wagons or like Minecraft. They're just things that are bigger than the package that you, right. That you think, and they all have a simple construction, you know, I mean, again, Minecraft has ugly art. It needs a physics engine and everything, but the right. construction of it, it, it's core is probably not, maybe I'm got a small set of rules. Yeah. 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 Do you have any other, do you have any? Um, so I thought, uh, I was I was kind of taking it back. So it's not it's not really true because Chronicles of Crime and and that sort of thing. The more narrative games are are yeah. are, are are pretty different, um, but they're they're similar in the in the sense that they're constructed this kind of really tight set of stuff, right? And and really they're just layering the narrative on top of that to really build more. Um, yeah, the thing with Chronicles of Crime is I feel like it has that benefit for the narrative developers, but not for the player of the game. Like every time I play Chronicles of, like whoever's developed writing these new stories, right. They have this flexible tool set that lets them right. do a lot of stuff like it, that. The simple construction of the game allows them to do a lot. So you're playing compared to like an unlock game. Right. So you're getting, but you're, what you get out of that is the narrative, Right. And, and as and, the consumer, right. you just get a narrative. Yeah. And, and it's one big puzzle, but yeah, it's, it's more like, I mean, if I make another programming analogy, it's more like with Chronicles of Crime, they wrote a really cool code generator that they can tweak. So, you know, is the, is the, is the, is the ultimate example of this, the mind, is that the, the. No, no, not to me. And that's not, a, I hadn't thought of it. It's, yeah. I'm thinking of it like kind of while you mentioned it. Well, because there's not much there, right? There's there's not there's not there, there's a really small set of rules. There's not it's much true. there. It is a it is a kind of social deduction sort of thing, uh, sort of right. Um, but it it seems to meet those goals in that it's the box is tiny. There's not much there. I, the rules are small. The mind, and there's a, it's a lot more enjoyable than you would think if you just describe this game. That is true. So yeah. all those things are true. So yes, it it does fit it does fit for me like big games and small big designs and small packages. Right. It where it misses a little bit, where it's kind of like a step down from some of these other ones for me, is that it's if we play through the mind and we get to round seven and we lose we're going to start over and it's, it's, it's like, we're going to do the same thing. We're, it's we're, not, yeah, it's we're not, going to kind of have the same experience. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where it, it, it misses. I feel, um, I feel like the mind doesn't quite, um, have that. Like, I don't understand how people can like play that and play that and play it. Like, I mean, I've played it with new people, right? Yeah. With, so yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can't play with the same people over. It is and over a great game. I love. Yeah, it. I love it's, fantastic. it's fantastic, and it accomplishes. You know, it's it it it's a fantastically designed, really simple game. That but you never have to look at the rules. You never have to look at the rules, and it's shockingly engaging for something that if you described it to someone, you would say that sounds dumb. Sure. Yeah, but it's not replayable 
right? And it's not it's not expansive in the way that it's not expansive. It's replayable, but it's yeah. just it just doesn't have a variety of experience. That's that's kind of what it's it's missing. That I feel some of these other things have. Whereas like um, you in Baba is you like you were saying you keep discovering these tactics. <laughs> You're not really discovering new tactics in the mind. I mean, you can only sort of look at somebody sideways, like so many different ways. Yeah. Kinda, but, you know. <laughs> so, so to contrast Baba is you with circle the wagons though, I think if you, if you, if they stop making puzzles, there is no more Baba is you. Right. But you can, until they make the creator until, they, <laughs> until the level creator the shows level up. Creator oh amazing. guys, make your own verbs. Yeah. What's going to happen? That'd be awesome. Um, but with circle of the wagons, it's kind of, you know, you can, you can engage with it two months from now and you can have a different game and a different experience mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun, uh, but it's still circle the wagons. What yeah. do you mean? It's still- uh, you're still like, you're still adding up the numbers, right? And you're adding up the numbers. You're, you're still like trying to get that end goal. Like sure. it's, it's not, so they both are expansive in different ways, right? Yeah. Like. Baba is you requires the de- designers to go in there and make new stuff and blow your mind, right? Like really give you that kind of, uh, I'm, I'm not good with French frisson, that, that weird kind of experience where your, yeah. your brain goes, whoa, <laughs> I just yes. figured out something. Which, which in the last like 48 hours I've had with that game probably 12 times. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what? Right. You know, it just makes me smile. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's a, it's a bursting through or break or, it's a it's a breaking through blocks in your own mind sort of game, right? Yeah. Like you're you're stuck, you can't see. Yeah. The if you path, ever go, if you, ever go you back know and, there's a path. If you ever go back and play Braid, you'll have the same thing. Right. Like Braid will do that to your brain. You'll be like, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll be like, oh, I can solve puzzles that way. Right. It, it makes the impossible possible, and that's what that's really fun about games, right? And it's not an experience you have a lot as an adult, right? Like it's not. That's the thing that kids do. Like mm-hmm. they learn new ways of interacting with the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they're like, Oh, that's how that works. Right. right? Uh, and I feel like the, the great thing about Bob is you is as an adult, you can have that experience of like transcending your own understanding of reality, you know, in, in these kind of small sort of fun ways. Yeah. I mean, right? I played a lot of different logic puzzle sorts of games and they all have sort of a traditional sort of teach you the tactics and whatever. Yeah. The reason why I bring this one up is different is because th- th- this one is, is letting you tweak a knob in the, in the game that you don't normally get to tweak. Right. You know, yeah. it's nor it's like the, the games where you have to get all the snakes out of the square space or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like, all right, well, nothing really ever changes. They just get a little bit more devious, right. Of like how they arrange them. Yeah, and- yeah. Cut the rope. Do you remember cut the rope? The, the iPad oh, game yeah. with the little, yeah, yeah. So that, that sort of thing, you know, you, Long it expands time. over time, mm-hmm. but, but this is really, I think it's special, but once they stop making levels, you've kind of, you've well, done the, you've done the puzzle. Right. That's fine. You've had the puzzle. Whereas Circle of the Wagons, you can come back and yeah. you can have a new experience. Yeah. If I, if, so I, I, if I get to the end of Bob as you, I'll just be happy. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not criticizing. I'm saying they're expansive in different ways, right? So Bob as you is expansive. Your brain explodes over and over and over again. Like Chronicles of Crime is like, yeah. it's going to end when they don't make you more right. narratives. Right. Yeah. But Circle of the Wagons, you get a different, your, my brain doesn't explode, right? No. But, you can sit down next Thursday and have a different different experience. Yeah, yeah. I like to. Th- I'm trying to think if there's any other any other 
good ones where it's so like Mon- Monument case. Valley. I think is a, is another example of that kind of Escher esque perspective. I played some of that. Yeah, you didn't play. I didn't play it all the way through. Oh, okay. but I, it does have that like oh wow, like it has those right. bursts of, yeah. of excitement for sure. Um, and but a lot of Monument Valley is like, would I like Monument Valley? If it's not so beautiful. <laughs> It's a little of both, right? Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a, it's a really aesthetically pleasing game and it's got, yeah. Yeah. A big appeal there is just, it's, it's super pretty. Yeah. No, it's um, got a great layer of beauty on top of mm-hmm. the, the gameplay. Right. Um, yeah. Other, other games. I was trying to think like another game that I think is a really good game, but doesn't fall into this category. Something like Patchwork, the little quilt right. board game. Right. right? Great two-player game. And play the same thing over and over and over again. But yeah, I yeah. mean, there's, you know, there's a, I, I, I'm, I think it's a matter of time if you kept playing Patrick where it's just a matter of like optimizing the decision of which, the, of which of the four things you can do on your turn. You take one of these three tiles or you can pass. Right. So, I mean, at some point I'm sure there's a way to just, optim- <laughs> you know, you could calculate it. Right. Of, of what yeah. you should do. Yeah, yeah. Sort of given the whole thing. Um, but it's that game isn't bigger than what it is, although it's a fantastic game. So uh, we talked about a case of distrust. A little Which I haven't bit. played, and that's that like silhouette. I have not played it, but that's that like silhouette noir right, game. Yeah, right. Um, and I think I think it's a it's very similar to Chronicles of Crime uh, in that it's kind of King's Questy, right? Like you go look at things and you go ask people about things, and um, like Phoenix Wright is it? Phoenix Wright. You ever played Phoenix Wright? No. It's an old DS game. Just they just re-released it on the Switch. It's like oh. a, you're an attorney and it's a very Japanese <laughs> game and you're it's kind of like <laughs> Are you in a high school? And no, there's... no, you're not in a high school. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Um but yeah, so I, I think it's really similar to Chronicles of Crime in that way. Um Are there different cases? I, you know, I don't think so. I think it's just one. Okay. I didn't get through it. Um but I originally was like, oh, this is just a text adventure. Uh, but it's really, really minimal. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a really great soundtrack, yep. and and as as things are going on, and 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 the the art is great. But it's it's a really tight, kind of small, well designed game. But it's also once you get through the puzzle, you've gotten through the puzzle, right? Sure. Um, so I think it's I think it's similar. It's just more trending towards uh, kind of a one pass of uh of the baba is you sort of thing but not with the the mental expansion hmm. Meh. i'm not getting where it links it just because it's simple in in art style no well i mean the rules are really small okay. right so I, I i still think chronicles of crime is a bad example in the sense that it it's kind of i feel like we need quadrants or something i don't know oh yeah probably yeah <laughs> I haven't come up with the quadrants. You don't, you I'll don't think about you, it now. You're going to work on your, work on my your quadrants. geographical. Yeah. Do some math pictures. Um, all right. Well, I don't think I have another example. Do you have another example? No, I just, I just kind of wanted to tie those two together. And, and that isn't the only type of game I like. I just, I often find those games appealing. Um, sometimes they bounce off of me. I feel like I've, there's been other, games with these sort of open mm-hmm. space where there's a lot there and i i just feel as though these are the so you have one that you you were like 
Yeah, that bounced off of you. You're like, eh, this isn't for me. Well, there's just a lot of those. <sighs> there's a lot of those games that involve putting ingredient A with ingredient B right. to do something. So there's like Terraria <laughs> and there was Crash, I think it was called Crashlands and all these games that are like, you know, they'll always get like 85 plus on Metacritic. I mean, the people love them, but it, those sorts of, I don't want to collect a bunch of ingredients to combine with other ingredients. <laughs> so I feel like those games also have a tremendous amount there to discover and and you know i'm sure in something like terraria which is effectively i think like a 2d minecraft hmm. I, I i think um i'm sure in those games there's like some really cool stuff that tactics you can discover how to do and you're like wow this is amazing but anytime i see like crafting system in a game i'm like yeah next like i, I just <laughs> don't want to do crafting and it's just this is just because of my past mmo lives right i, I just don't want to spend a lot of time bringing stuff to the blacksmith or something so yeah and or just hunting some mob for hours to collect enough <laughs> things to make a sword or whatever right and i just don't want to do that um and so that's what that's why i never got into minecraft because it was like oh there's ingredients and it's and it's the part of zelda that i don't i wish wasn't there yeah you just <laughs> so it's wanna... like i really i just there's something about me that i know this is almost like blasphemous to say but there's some part of me that bounces off a part of zelda because there's these cooking recipes <laughs> i don't want cooking <laughs> recipes in my game i just, just want to turn it off i just yeah. don't i just it just I, I don't know yeah it's not the best part of witcher it's you know oiling your swords and that sort of thing yeah i mean we've talked about this before yeah, it's yeah. like it's like those sorts of, whereas it's funny in board games for whatever reason i'll just keep collecting cubes of yeah. wood and metal and uh -huh. i put my green cube with my brown cube yeah. Yeah. And, and i don't know why but that maybe because it's physical or maybe because i know it's going to end in an hour i'm not sure it's well defined though it's like well -defined. In, in, in video it's games you're just like really you're making me do this really yeah. like yeah. I paid you for this and now you you now I got to go. Right. So I think those sorts of games where I think there are there is a huge amount there. I bounce off of them a little bit because of that um that that aspect. Um I didn't bounce off of that in Dead Cells because I didn't have to collect things. I just had to find blueprints. I mean you have to collect the cells, but you're like always collecting cells. Right. It's like you if you're playing the game. If you're just you're playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's always happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like um, you don't have to go to a special place and and turn a turn a crank for an hour to get yourself. Well, and, and I don't have to go find like three of these things, three peppers, and you know, four bat's wings, and you know, two frog toes. Or you don't whatever. have to have a shopping list when yeah. you're playing your video yeah, game. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway, what I was going to ask you about, we'll wrap it up in a sec. Have you heard of Sunless Skies? Have you heard of that game? It sounds vaguely I've familiar. Heard really good things about really? that. Really? Uh, yeah. And and this is what? What kind of game is this? So it's uh there's two of them and I some I think there's Sunless Seas and the 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 hmm. sequel of Sunless Skies and you it's like a it's it's got the aesthetic that you definitely dig. It's kind of got that dark uh sort of foggy noirish thing, but you're sailing around or flying. I don't know if you're sailing or flying this sort of it's steampunky world. <laughs> but it's like an RPG. It's kind of got like events happen and you're you're going to different ports and um i don't know i've just heard the the narrative to it is really good 
seems like your type of aesthetic. I didn't know if that sunless is. skies. Yeah. I think it's called sunless skies. I don't know if All that right. crossed your your paths. No, but you might well, want to check that out. I think I think when I see it, I'll it'll it'll click for me. Maybe. Um, I tried the first one, and I don't know. I just couldn't. I I think I got stuck like early on, and I needed a little more hand holding or something. So. Yeah, I um, I've been putting off another discovery game because I don't think I'm gonna love it. Uh, which is Long Dark. We've seen mm. Long Dark. No. Um, it's really like a really highly rated kind of survival slash okay. discovery kind of game, but it's all permadeath, and I'm like, uh, that just makes me tired. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mm. Um, well, I will look up Sunless Skies Yeah, for look next up Sunless time. Skies. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any other, any other ones. Um, I got to put a little more time into Pathway, which... My first play, I was kind of, I mean, it sounds amazing. Pixel art plus Indiana Jones plus XCOM tactics. But my first like hour with it, I was kind of like, uh, these tactics are not very good. So <laughs> I don't know. It's not satisfying. I, I mean, after playing XCOM, like not having the ability to do Overwatch in a game with ranged weapons just seems just like a huge miss. Like right. how else do you position your guys to not just get shot? I don't know. It just seems like that's kind of the, to me, that's like, what I love about that's the part of the tactics I love about XCOM is the overwatch thing. Like I have this guy over here and this guy's going to come up and then these three are going to overwatch and shred as that guy moves up on my guy. Right? Like that's the whole way that you, you do those games. So um, anyway, yeah. So we'll, we'll be back next month. And once again, thanks for listening and tell a friend and we are context free. Bye. Free is a contrarian content production. Find out more information at contextfree.fm along with our show notes. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Find out more about Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com. <laughs>